0: From the 6th and Peabody studio and across the OutKick network, this is OutKick 360 with Jonathan
1: Hutton, Chad Withrow, and Paul Kuharski. Live tour. Watson in
2: the headlines. Gronk is retired. We'll discuss it all this hour. OutKick 360 rolls on across the OutKick network. 6th and Peabody are location each day. Right here in Music City, Nashville, Tennessee with Yeehaw Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine. Brooks Kepka to the Live Tour. That made uh, official today. Uh, so he's the next big name that's joining the tour that will then be banned by the PGA. Um, just a, another what I call the individual brand of the PGA that they are immediately blocking and banning from their TV networks that are paying premium price in order to show these guys um, and have the familiarity with them on tour. Now, they've done a really nice job the last two weeks, uh, and the PGA doesn't get, get any credit for the U.S. Open. They have nothing to do with it. Uh, but they're, the guys that are on their tour Did perform great. very well. Um, the, the guys that are joining the Live tour, Brooks Kepka barely plays anymore other than uh, with the, the major tournaments. He's
1: Tiger-esque with his um, major focus.
2: Yeah, and, and he was asked about that prior to the U.S. Open because he hasn't played recently except for uh practice round leading up to the U.S. Open. But now he's got to play at maximum seven more times, plus he's allowed to play in the majors uh, moving forward, and he got a boatload of cash in order to do so. So
1: when, when this news comes out today, I go, look, I, I think I've got a current list. So Dustin Johnson is 13th in the world right now. Kepka is 19th. Louis Oosthuizen is 20th, Kevin Na is 33rd, Taylor Gooch is 35th. That's it for the top 50. So they've got five of the top 50. Now, I mean, I, I, believe me, I understand the, the enormity of this story and what's going on and everything. They got a lot of work to do to really take people. I mean, Dustin Johnson and Kepka are big. I don't really care about Oosthuizen, Na, and Gooch.
3: Bryson uh, DeChambeau. DeChambeau, all right, is you didn't, missing but from here.
2: The, the point, though, is, Paul, you didn't care about them on the PGA Tour either. They're taking guys that have mattered on the PGA Tour for eyeballs on the product. Um, so you're, well, you're failing to mention Phil Mickelson, who is a massive brand. Sure. And he's not a top 50 player.
1: Sure. But mostly we care about the top guys. Uh, uh, the historical guys. I, I think the
2: average, the average sports guy person walking down the street uh can name you about thirty pro golfers, give or take like you just start naming names okay uh, there's no way that uh, they would recognize some of the guys that are ranked top fifty in the world but no
3: chance. Patrick Reed is thirty eighth
1: in terms of playing with the best, so I'm looking at an outdated list um but in terms of of the best guys the dent isn't as significant so far as it may come to be.
2: But the, but the, as I I guess my, my thought process with this is they're not done.
1: No, they're not done.
2: Um, And it's not as much about listing, but you can list top 100, top 50, however you want to qualify the, the magnitude of the guys that are leaving. To me, it's just more about recognizable, names and brands and if they're on the screen are you stopping to watch and by banning these guys they have they've blocked them from participating in events that will be a part of this billion dollar tv deal that was just negotiated back in 2019
3: sure but i've never stopped to watch taylor gooch have you no but also colin morikawa with the rumors about him and he comes out today and says no you know i'm not leaving that would have been the true next that's a step. Dip. That's a big Because dip. that is a 25-year-old guy entering his prime that has already won two majors. Right. That's going to win more before his career is over. That bolts and leaves. Like, that is that's a big next dip. level. Because right now, these are big brands and big names. Like Dustin Johnson. He's big. Bryson DeChambeau, Brooks Kepka, Phil Mickelson. These are big-time golf names. I would argue... Those are four of the top ten golf names, brands, in the world currently. Kepka and
2: DeChambeau were the talk of the summer a year ago. Yeah, they're big
3: rivals, and now they get to take that tour. But what you're still getting is this level of golfer that... Brooks Kepka's health is not good. His body's been breaking down. That's why he hasn't been playing much. Phil Mickelson's old. you got a lot of other guys just past their prime that are just taking the money. So now if you could go spend and get the guy... I mean, if they went and got Scotty Scheffler, who's been on a heat. That'd be big. Right? I mean, not that Scotty Scheffler's name or brand is bigger than Dustin Johnson's, not, or Brooks Kepka, but right now, like, I'm not saying, I don't, I have no issue with the guys who are just taking the money and going, but I also look at it, like I said earlier with Brooks Kepka. here's a guy who I did not expect would avoid the, the chief competition to take the money. He seemed like a guy driven by Winning at the biggest times, the most pressure-packed times, and the biggest tournaments. And that's what drove him. He can still participate in those. I mean, yeah, I, I guess he can and, and take the money with that. But the guys who are staying on tour are saying, I'm staying on tour because this is where the best competition is.
1: Well, it
2: also yeah, seems... not even playing
3: uh, that, weekly, To, to Hutton's point. point,
1: it seems ideal for him. If it's going to be a 10-tournament thing... And he could play the majors. There's his 14 tournament schedule. That's perfect for a guy that doesn't want to play a lot. For the guy, for, show me the guy who to to get at the at the best of his game needs to play almost weekly during the season to stay tuned. And that's what he wants. He doesn't want many weekends off to go to his lab to work on his swing. But he wants the rhythm of of showing up somewhere on a Tuesday and getting going and and playing. Different kinds of courses and working on this and that while he's playing a tournament, Liv can't offer him that.
3: Yeah, like I, I don't, I don't know how anyone could fault, uh, you know, Brooks Kepka for this point in his career if he's got you know injury issues and wants to play the majors for, for leaving. Phil Mickelson, you know, when you look at it the, the same way, and uh, he's fifty-one. There's, I mean, yeah, he, he already qualifies for the Senior Tour. Well, there's I mean, you could fault a,
1: them all to the same degree for the taking the money and going to help sports wash that line is there
2: well that 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 line is bs though because the pga tour holds an event in china annually their top brands title is ping nike we can continue to go down the list they haven't denounced anything to do with china um if you want to talk about human rights issues they won't dare speak against china But now it's about the individuals choosing to leave to go participate in a Saudi-backed league that has one event in the country, same as the PGA Tour in China.
1: But it's not to the same degree. I I don't. To me, those are not equal measures.
2: How how are they not?
1: Well, you're taking 150 million Saudi dollars to whitewash uh, uh, Saudi Arabia. Where, in, in
2: what way, though, Paul? Like you're, you're just repeating what people are saying. Like, Tell me how that's going to somehow sports wash our judgment of how we view Saudi.
1: Well, the same way having an Olympics in China or having a World Cup in Russia or having a World Cup in Qatar helps make those countries look better in general perception. Do you we just, feel
3: better about Russia after those and, Olympics? In no way do I feel we, better about
1: we. We don't. But some people do because they just see it but and I, see it and see I it would and argue, see it and take it less. So that's at face, that's less face So that's value. worse
2: than what that's, the PGA Tour is doing in China and all these name well, brands. It's, it's, that that's worse them. than
1: holding one tournament in China and using a titleist ball that's made in China. Yes.
3: Well, okay. There's one tournament being held in Saudi Arabia. It's just a Saudi-backed league. Everything right, else but, in the United States. I would argue but that all the of NBA, those tournaments
1: are sponsored by Saudi. Well, I would argue the are NBA. Are all of the PGA tournaments sponsored by China? That would be equal.
3: The NBA, which is a global brand doing one event, is way bigger than a Saudi-backed league doing all but one event outside of the country. No, it's more than one event.
2: It's a multi-year deal. Talking about the NBA, yeah, with the NBA, and it's it's more than one preseason game that they're going to play. I think that's
3: worse because it's an established brand. And keep this in mind too. Like, look, I'm not sitting here apologizing for you know Saudi Arabia's human rights. It's, It's awful. Saudi Arabia is America's third biggest trade partner. We are big time trade partners with Saudi Arabia. I mean, that's a lot of business that Americans and Saudis are doing constantly. So we're, uh, it's, uh, we're picking and choosing. Now. Yeah, well,
1: I don't disagree. That's America's third biggest trade partner, and that's not a good thing. So I don't say, well, on top of that, all of our golfers should go take money from Saudi Arabia because that makes it okay. I say, no, we should trade less with Saudi Arabia.
2: Well, I, and, in, and by doing so, uh, our president is now going to go over and discuss how they can get uh, oil prices reduced because of the current oil, oil situation going on and gas prices.
3: I just it, Not everyone I,
2: lives in Brentwood, Tennessee, on a high mountaintop,
1: Paul. Yeah, I, mean, I, I didn't say they do. I don't I don't love any of it. I'm allowed not to love any of well, it and but, to say it's complicated the, and stuff. But I'm not going to equate playing with Titleist Ball that's built in China as the same as taking $150 million directly from MBS. It's not
2: that it's made in China. It's the fact that they do business. And that's exactly what these individual brands – Guys on the PGA Tour are individual marketable brands. Um, that's exactly what they're doing by choosing to go play on, on this tour, which starts in London, which we, the next uh, event will be played in Connecticut. After that, I believe it's in Oregon. Um, it goes to is it I understand Bain where Pop? the tournaments are. My, my point being, Paul, uh, it's no less to me, it's no less than what any big business does on a daily basis. It's no different than what um, the NBA is currently doing, what FIFA has done for years and is about to do in, in Qatar, what will continue to happen with all these big business deals that take place in Saudi. Uh, it was just publicized because the PGA Tour wants to point blame on the individual instead of the, the reason why these guys are leaving. That, I mean, they're leaving for the cash, not because they're going to support... Saudi-backed organizations. Well, well they're, the cash they're independent. is
1: Saudi cash.
2: But, Paul, why are they involved? Why are they doing a tour in China? Why are, they, why are uh, the, the big golf brands continuing to do business in China? It's about the money. Yes. It's no different. And, but you can point the target to Mickelson and Dustin Johnson and others and more power to the guys that want to stay like Rory McIlroy and continue on with his $150, $150 million Nike deal here. Uh, but one thing you won't hear are any of those guys denounce China because they're represented by Nike and others, and there's a reason why they go on tour and play there every year. That's my point. It, it, it's no different than what these guys are doing. They'll play one tour or one tour event in that country.
1: And still, you're and they're asked about the, They're not and, denouncing China. I agree. Are they taking $150 million from China and leaving the American tour?
2: Uh, if they were they're offered not, to do so, so they the absolutely could. But they
1: haven't been offered to do so, and they're not. So it's not the same. It's uh, not the same. I see that there are tangential Paul, you're, you're similarities, no, but it's not the no, same. No, but
2: you're missing the point. The PGA is taking that cash. Not the individuals. The Pro Golfers Association Tour is taking that cash from China.
1: Is the PGA entirely funded by China? They're doing events in China. Are if they entirely funded by China? If, no. If, is the Saudi League entirely funded by Saudi? Yes. Difference.
2: They are the main investors in the league, in the tour. But but to point blame and say, you know, these guys should burn in hell. I'm not because saying they should burn in hell. Because they are anti-American is ridiculous.
1: I didn't say any of that.
2: Um, I say and, it and, makes and, me uncomfortable, and, the, and I
1: think there's a line. The, well,
2: you say it's, there's a difference to it. There There is, there is, difference. There is no difference to it. They have... The, the reporters aren't going to show up and ask the same questions to the PGA and those playing on tour about playing the event in China the same way that all of these guys at all of these events are being asked the, the questions about the Live Tour and playing for the Saudi-backed league.
1: Well, uh, that's unfortunate, but the, the status quo and something new are, are different. So if something new happens... Where all of a sudden there's this new influx of bad money, I don't think well, it's unreasonable to I ask hate, about the new influx of bad money.
2: Well, I, I commend the guys who are wanting to stay and play on for the PGA. More power to them. But I'm not. I don't blame the guys who would take the boatload of cash, uh, based based solely on the fact that they can go double, if not triple, their career earnings and still play in the majors. Um, you know, and, and I I hate that, you know. As a media, as a group, we make up the rules as we go. The NBA is now playing a preseason series in Saudi. Uh, what, five years removed from removing the All-Star game out of Charlotte for the transgender bathroom bill? Yeah. I mean, where where is that, that headline?
3: That, that's what, that's what that's kills ridiculous. me. That's ridiculous.
2: As a media, you just repeat what you see and hear instead of actually thinking through, like, man, this goes against exactly how we feel, but at the same time, we're supporting another league that's doing the exact same thing and saying nothing about it. But Mickelson's the anti-American. Yeah, it makes no sense.
1: I I don't love the NBA. I don't love the way the
3: NBA works. Well, I mean, it's... You look around, like the anti-American part of it, right? Okay. Um, It's actually (laughs) very American to go to the highest bidder. If you want to go to that route, right? I mean, that's, that's what we've shown time and time again as a country, uh, where we take money and where we're spending money now and, and what the NBA has done and what... Uh, look, I think that people pick and choose what's important to them. But what does bother me is when something becomes a rallying cry that you can't even acknowledge that you're ignoring it on this side. Like, if you choose to ignore it because, you know, I like the NBA more, and I like the NBA players more, and I like what they stand for more than these golfers. Okay, then just be honest and admit that. That you have a double standard and you're hypocritical about it because you really like one side and you just don't like the other side. I'm fine if you just admit that. I just don't like the selective outrage about one thing over others. Again, I don't like what Saudi Arabia does. I don't know everything that's gone on in Saudi Arabia. I know their human rights record is not good, just like it's not good in China. I do not like the involvement, obviously, with 9-11 and the 9-11 families now getting involved. I see all of these things. But I'm not really outraged about the NBA in China because I know how much business America does with China now. But what gets me outraged is when people are selectively outraged about one thing and not the other.
2: It's the best way I can describe it. That's what this is. Um, and it's really focused on Mickelson's comments, and it started after he made the comments about the tour and their practices. Um, and, and the greed comment. And then he ends up taking the boatload of cash, what a reported two hundred million dollars. But I don't know, it,
3: to me, I don't know how many people turn that money down. You know what else? With the this outrage is done. involved with it. This is one factor we're now starting to see. The U.S. Open just gave their biggest purse away. Suddenly now, uh, the PGA is finding some extra money in their couch cushions right? to where they're paying people for appearance fees or paying them a little bit more. So the the competition created... The USGA came up with that money, not the PGA. Yeah, USGA. The competition has now driven up prices for players domestically. Also. You, said,
1: you said people were upset with Mickelson's comments about the PGA. You think they were more upset about those comments than about what he said about the Saudis?
2: Uh, no, that's why he said what he said about the Saudis. He listed all of the reasons why he wouldn't do it, and then he said, I'm doing this to change how we have to do business uh, uh, as professional golfers with the PGA. And that's what he was ripped to shreds over. He was going to bypass everything uh, negative with the Saudis in order to change the way the PGA works and the system works. You believe that? That's exactly what he was doing. That's why he said it. That's why he said it to the the guy that we had on with the book. And he also expected, at the time, even Shipnick said, Phil likely thought that Dustin Johnson and Bryson DeChambeau were about to follow him. And whenever the outrage happened... They stepped back. They stepped away from it, stayed quiet, and then ultimately, guess what happened? They took the money. And Mickelson is being completely honest in that quote. He lists all the reasons why. In fact, he was asked about it again for the first event when he arrives in London, and he has to admit it again.
3: Well, I think that he honestly could believe that he's going to change the business model of the PGA and everything that goes on, and I... That's what I was getting to. It is changing things a little bit for the better for players on the PGA Tour because of the competition. But I mean, I also think he did it for the money. (laughs) I Well, of course. He did it for the money. And look, if the byproduct of me taking the money and having competition and not a monopoly in this country is that it helps younger players come and play golf and get more on tour and have more of their rights to whatever they want to get, then great if that's a byproduct of it. But... First and foremost, he needed the money. He wanted the money. He took the money. That's why he went. And I'm
1: doing it getting involved with scary MRFers.
2: Okay. I mean, again, that's being very open and honest about it.
1: I didn't say he wasn't being open and honest about it. I said he.
2: And at the time, uh, we all assumed, uh, wrongfully assumed, that all these events are played there. Like, if it's so un american 6 of the 8 events are being played on US soil well, i wonder what's going to happen I don't with understand that or, why
1: why the predominant thing to you is the geography of where it's played instead of who it's being funded because, by
2: because because well, what because paul the events itself are taking place here uh you would you would have assumed based on the way it was being reported that these guys were going to live in Jeddah for 6 months and play out this this tour Instead of playing at the local country club up in Oregon or in Connecticut or down in Florida or in London or anywhere else. I mean, it's a the live tour plays as many events in Saudi as the PGA tour plays in China. Uh, That would be like me saying, you know, it it doesn't matter where the PGA plays. It's it's. It's championships. It are
3: there makes going it to slightly be slightly more
1: palatable? The funding is the issue, not the geography. For
3: me, are there going to be protests at these golf courses when these events come to the states? Are people going to be outraged about you know where no. the events are taking place because they're getting big checks? Oh, from for Saudi sure, Arabia, oh, absolutely. From the Lit tour also. as part of this, absolutely. But
2: I, I think the vast majority of people are not going to change their opinion on where they stand on. Saudi issues. I will say, I think that the, because Phil Mickelson's playing,
3: I think the outrage has gone down on it. There's a lot more after the Phil Mickelson, the initial issues everyone had with him when everyone else did it. It's up. Uh, well, I see why he did it. He's not winning majors anymore. He took the big payday and, you know, left for the right. store. I see why this player did it. Oh, Brooks kept his body's falling apart. It makes sense for him. He can still play majors since Phil because everyone else has stayed pretty quiet about it and just done it without saying a word i think that the outrage part of it's gone down the outrage meter seems lower to me well because others like you're saying joined them yeah and just
2: said yeah we're we're taking it for the money and and they did now the that there are i don't know how many guys on tour that would love the opportunity to join this 48 man tournament every other week or however often they're playing between now and the end of October.
1: Well, sure. Guys who aren't very good.
2: Oh, so that's the line of demarcation. The guys who aren't very good. I'm not
1: saying I am for it. you're saying there are a lot of guys who would love to play for it. Sure. Guys who aren't very good and can't make it on the PGA tour who would be offered tens of millions to go there
2: currently on the PGA tour and not making, uh, you know, not making money, breaking even, or trying to make the cut line to make some money. In a given year, sure they'd Um, like to go, and and they would have to travel about the same amount of time to get to their next big tournament, whenever that takes place. Um, some of the most I I just think people, Paul, just wrapping it up on my thoughts here. Far too often we look at the individual issue and don't consider what has been happening right in front of our eyes and how, um, uh, in looking at it how we make a case for one side of things versus another when they're virtually the exact same thing. The w- F1 is a massive series globally, and it's now becoming even more popular in the States. That is mainly funded by Saudi money. Come, like a vast majority of the funds that go into that founded by uh, uh, Saudi money are, are back funds there. Um, and we certainly know the money that's being funneled into the NBA through China. Um, but there is selective uh, reasoning, selective reaction to those two storylines.
1: Well, I'm not wild. I, I have no interest in F1, and I'm not wild about the NBA, and I don't like the well, way it, the NBA deals with China. But here's something new. And so uh, those old things that are, are already entrenched in, in, in the business and what goes on, I don't think people can, can, can get those undone. But you can have a say in something new, and, and maybe keep it from from growing. That that would be my argument. And uh, look, I don't think this is going to stop. I don't know that it's the biggest crime against humanity, but I'd be a little uncomfortable taking big money from Saudis that seems clearly to be uh, to a large share of blood money.
3: I um, I would be concerned. If I were other pro sports leagues that if this works, it hasn't worked yet, it's just starting, but they are getting big names, what's to stop Saudi Arabia and their money from starting a new professional basketball league that's played in different parts of North America and going and get some of the top players for four times what they're making with no restrictions in the NBA? I mean, where does, where does it end? NBA guys already, don't, like already just, don't
1: play hard, so it'd be wonderful to well, watch them just, just go sit I mean, on the bench look, whenever I, they want the, for the Saudis.
3: I don't want the sports that I love to be diminished, is my point. I'm selfish that way. But if players want to be selfish and take the most amount of money to go do something, it's happening in golf, where does it end? What's okay. the next sport they decide we're going to be a player in this sport?
2: The money that it would take to do that, though, like they're doing it's it with forty-eight guys, yes. it takes forty-eight guys to do the Live Tour. Now they're spending a ton of money on this, like ten to one. If you liquidated the PGA, what they what the the Live Tour can spend. Um, so I'm not discounting the fact that they could field you know a ten-team roster of well, NBA look, stars, but
3: I don't think it's basketball. But you know what if it's tennis? An individual sport. What if, I mean, just go down the list of where that money could influence.
2: And the big influence, Paul, is going to come whenever these other name brands are not available on typical Saturday Sundays because the PGA has banned them from participating. Meanwhile, they can literally play on any other major. They can play on any other tour across the globe um, except for the PGA, and they're not on these networks that have paid a boatload of money for the rights to air that product. Um, that's, that's where there will be the mentality flip because the PGA is going to have to come up with a solution on letting these guys play in events uh, before it's all said and done, because there's, there's going to be more guys that jump ship.
1: Probably, but these guys may not want to come back. Like we're talking about. Kepka would be perfectly happy with 10 tournaments.
2: No, they may not. But, and if you're making that the, much
1: for an appearance fee, how eager are you to go to? Uh, well, but, the,
2: the, but I'm saying the younger players, wherever. if you look at the schedule, they're not really competing weekend wise with the PGA. So if you're looking at their routine and their schedule, uh, the guys who do want to qualify or have already or have some type of sponsor exemption for these tournaments um, may want to participate, but can't. That, that's my only thing is I, I think the networks who have done the PGA a favor, uh, uh, Monaghan, whenever he called in a favor, got all these networks to not air the, the live tour, eventually are going to have to ask themselves, where are these guys and the, the name brands that I want on the, on the screen? No matter if they're winning the tournament or not, you're showing them on the screen for a reason. We're showing Brooks Kepka two over make a birdie putt. Yep. On a day where the leader's at five under.
1: Well, they may be back. They may have no choice but to be back. But that I'm not watching that much non-major golf. Um, so it's not from, I'm not the audience concern there. Hit us up on
2: Twitter with your thoughts. At Outkick360. Coming up, speaking of golf, uh, I, I love Nick Faldo on the mic. He is uh, retiring at the end of, of this golf season, of the broadcast season for him. We'll discuss what all that means and what he's meant to the CBS broadcast with Jim Nance. That's next on Outkick 360.
0: What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie, your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well.
2: Sir Nick Faldo climbing down out of Tower 18 at the end of the golf season, which will conclude for him in this broadcast on August 7th at the Wyndham Championship. Um, he announced today in a statement on Twitter, after much consideration and discussions late last year with my business manager and more privately with my wife, Lindsay, we together concluded and I decided that I will step down from tower 18. It was a great run since October, 2006, when I was privileged to become the lead golf analyst for CBS and have the second best and highly coveted seat in golf sitting next to Jim Nance. That from Nick Faldo, who uh, I mentioned, guys, uh, in our rundown for the show, to me, we he, he's not mentioned enough when we think of the just solid sports commentators. I think we initially think of NFL, NBA for years, Major League Baseball. I mean, you start to get down, and then Faldo is, I don't know where he'd be mentioned, but the, the pairing with him and Nance is pretty legendary, and he was always, I thought, for the most part, very neutral and down the middle, um, and what you would expect from a golf broadcast. I thought he set the set the bar for for that seat.
3: Well, he perfectly matched his playing days. Also, he was a very calm, calculated, not a risk taking player in his PGA Tour days, and it won in multiple majors. Uh, but that's sort of the way he came across, you know, when he's analyzing the game you know, about what guys should do and yep. how they should play it and the way he would talk about it. Uh, very, very articulate, calculated and how he went about it. I'm with you in that he's under disgust as one of the top sports broadcasters, maybe of all time, for as long as he was doing it as, as, at the top of his game and as well as he did it with Jim Nance. I was like, it's funny that they're going uh, – one guy with an accent to another guy with an accent. With
2: Emmelman, yeah. Now they're going Emelman to South
3: African also. You know, they, they, they need that, the intrigue of the accent at CBS with Jim Nance. Now, we were
1: lucky enough to meet uh, Faldo during some tornado relief stuff here in Nashville when we were at a sponsor's restaurant. Um, there were some rumblings that he could come by and I think we were getting pretty excited about it. And then we actually met him and posed for a picture that we're trying to dig up. I
2: found it. Yeah. I'm going to put it on our Instagram account.
1: Um, but a giant guy, which, uh, I think surprised all of us just how big he is. He was very cordial, uh, and cool. And, uh, that was, that was a big moment to, to meet him. Uh, very cool. Uh, He's fantastic at the job. And, um, I, I think we'll really miss him. I think Emmelman will be good, but not as good. Well, uh, and uh, it'll take some time to, to get over missing him.
2: Emmelman's pretty good. Um, and I think Emmelman has a chance to be um, – I think he has a chance to be mentioned more frequently in a list. But, but here's the, I th- here was the trick with Nick Faldo, and it, maybe it's to his detriment because he's, he's further down the list on guys that you would recognize, I think, um, on a top five list and we're giving him a ton of praise. Uh, but he's not Tony Romo. He's not David Faraday. He's not Johnny Miller. Johnny Miller, you either loved him or you hated him, but you would tune in either one way or the other. He was just very neutral. And uh, that is probably the reason why a lot of people wouldn't mention him like at first blush on who's your favorite Pairing with Jim Nance, for instance. I I don't even think he would come up there. But I I, I think there is a skill to that and a reason why he's liked by, if not all, the the vast majority of many that tuned in to watch.
3: There's also a value in um, not being the loudest guy in the room. You know, all the time. Like in sports media today, you're going to get the most attention when you yell the loudest, you know, about the things that people care about the most quite often. Mm -hmm. Or you're just so different that you get people talking because you're so different from everyone else. There's an old school quality to the broadcast of what Nick Faldo brought to the table that is probably underappreciated by most because it's a foregone conclusion that he's going to do a good job and he's not going to scream and dance and yell about it. You know, but it's, it's to me, there's quality in that. I mean, what do we know about Tony Romo, right? He calls out plays. He's more enthusiastic than most. He was different when he came along. Um, Faldo was, I mean, different, I guess, in that he wasn't polarizing, but he just did a good job. That's that's good enough.
2: Um, I, I asked a buddy uh, who's behind the scenes at the PGA Tour what he thought happened here um he said that he's stepping he's either stepping away to truly focus on other opportunities and partnerships um something it something that was brought up with, that was interesting was he had that gaff uh at the at the masters this past this past uh april where he called in in the moment before CBS brought, had aired it he mentioned what had happened with McElroy on 18 before they Went to 18. Uh, there, Nance remember. was setting up. It was fine. It, Nance was setting up something on 17 or 16, and he jumped in and said, Guys, I don't know if you've seen what happened here at 18, but uh, McElroy just hold out from the bunker. And uh, there was this sense of, Well, we're going to get to that. And here's what he just mentioned. Um, I don't think that's the sole reason why it today happened by any means. Uh, he's going out on his own terms. There's also, uh, some people that think that the Live Tour could be could be on, on deck here at some point too. Um but again, he's not the controversial uh gasoline. Right? Yeah. So that's there it brings credibility. He's got three time masters champ. So um and that that was Never more evident with the credibility on Master Sunday with him.
3: I would say he was pretty outspoken. I mean, I think he's legitimately retiring, and there's no live tour possibility because he was pretty outspoken about the live tour uh, when him and Nance talked about it, uh, about being against it and for the PGA, and, and with got, the PGA players that stayed. So. He's
1: got land in Wyoming or Montana that he talked Montana. thoroughly about there uh, with his – his dogs and his uh, other animals, and uh, expecting grandchildren out there uh, to to run around and stuff. It was a really heartfelt. He's a very genuine letter dude. It's it also, felt more like a letter yeah, than a yeah, statement.
3: It, yeah, that's a great way to put it. He was, you know, his chief rival uh, was Craig Norman when he played. <laughs> so, Another. and you watch Shark. I mean, they don't like each other to this day. Uh, just, I mean, they respect each other's game, right? But, I mean, they they asked Norman straight up. Would you were you guys you know friends competitors? Right? Like, no, we're rivals. He said it, it's safe. It's safe to call it that. We didn't talk to each other. You know, I'd consider him a rival. And Faldo said the exact same thing. And of course, it was during the collapse that Faldo benefited uh, with Greg Norman at the '96 Masters. So um, yeah, I, I don't. I don't see any I, live connection there. I
2: did. Uh, I did think about this today when I was reading his statement. So it's Trevor Immelman, who again I. Every time he's on, he's he's helped out with uh I say helped out, he's been a part of the broadcast with Turner with uh the match. He's he's really good. Um I did think about Mickelson. Because I did too. Mickelson would be perfect with Nance um in in that seat. And that's not gonna happen. But like to me, if we were if this were last year and we were discussing Faldo stepping away, to me the Obvious choice would be Phil Mickelson, um, because of the rapport that he has with Nance. So we are missing out on that opportunity, unfortunately. But Immelman will be good. How
1: long's Mickelson? Well, they would never. If if only CBS could
3: match that oil money, maybe they could get Mickelson. (laughs) They could pay that kind of money. They could make it happen. Man,
2: they're paying a ton of money uh, for rights. Uh, All these networks are, um, but nothing. You're right. Nothing like the money that's being paid for the individual players. Uh, but
3: I, I, I look around, though. I'm telling you guys, I'm going to keep harping on this. Amazon and Apple. If I am any network that covets a property like CBS with PGA or NFL or ESPN with virtually anything, because they've got almost every sport right now, what they just did with MLS is peanuts compared to what they're capable of doing. And they just bought an entire sport.
2: But the, the every
3: game is going to air on Apple.
2: They Apple can TV. do that. Um, I would put NFL at the bottom of the list of who to be who to well, watch out for. Well, because
3: NFL is going to always want to spread it around and be on a network, so they're going to go. And they have enough. They, can.
2: they have enough to do it. They don't have the regional sports channels that are under some kind of contractual obligation for these individual teams. You know that they're always going to spread it around. the The, the one that, that I think raised an eyebrow is the NBA. That's that is. That's the contract for the national games I'm talking about uh, with the ESPN-Disney contract that the NBA currently has. That's the one that I think is obtainable from uh, an Apple or a, an Amazon in, NHL,
3: whenever, the, uh, whenever their contract's up, I think those are the two that people were yeah. circling, saying I would be nervous if you want the rights to NHL and NBA that Apple or Amazon, but more than likely Apple, could get in that game.
1: And uh, NFL's in the game. I mean, they've, oh, got, yeah, they've yeah, got one yeah. game a week that people are going to want to see. Um, that's going to do something for Amazon. To,
2: to that point, Amazon can be in play for the next big deal, uh, which is now, what, a decade away, um, based on the mega money the that's about contracts. to come in. Uh, point being, though, they may not be able to take over the sport. They can take over one of Nike. the big properties. Like, they can go from Thursday night to Sunday night, Or from Sunday night to Monday night, that's not out of the realm of possibility. Um, But to have like the entire main sports, um, the the main sport on the the games of the week on your streaming service, uh, to me, I I would look for the NBA. And and by the way, MLS is going to have two streams for free per week, at least two Two games, two
3: games that are free.
2: And then, and then, um, is it Amazon or Apple? It's Apple. Um, They can. Out, they they can then sell rights to a, team? Uh, a television network to air their broadcast. So it's not like it's going completely away from. They could get a cable some of their or money back provider. by selling
3: it back to someone. So they could sell a team, say? No, they can no, no, sell no, no. They, the rights to those two games.
2: No, not the two games. Any, any game, game. Oh, any, any game, game yeah. they want. It would just. So they could
1: strike a deal with a Nashville station to yeah. show. NSC no, or, no,
2: or a big network. Like you could have a game of the week, hypothetically, on NBC, and NBC would air the Apple broadcast. broadcast.
3: So it be a partnership.
2: Um, but that, that's, that's also up to their discretion. And I think it is expected that that's what they'll do.
3: Well, you want to make a big splash? Go get the rights to a college football uh, mm-hmm. conference. Go get the Big 12. Go get the SEC, the Big 10, the next time you negotiate, and get all the rights to a football season. In, those, in that conference. That would be big. Massive. Hit us up on Twitter with your thoughts at OutKick360. We
2: wrap up the show with some quick headlines you can use going into tonight's games. And we'll preview tomorrow's show across the OutKick network. OutKick 360 rolls on across the OutKick network. If you're a Major League Baseball fan, that's good news. It's pretty much all you got on the sports calendar tonight. You've got College World Series and then MLB as well as soccer and WNBA. Uh, Atlanta, they're hosting San Francisco. You can watch that game on TBS this evening. You can watch the Yankees try to go for win number 51 on the regular they season on yes. And through Valley sports, um, here's a, a, something on falls in line with Gronk retiring. Mercedes Lewis is attempting to break the NFL tight end record for the longest career in history. So he's a, he's headed into his 17th season, which is going to tie him with Tony Gonzalez and Jason Witten for the longest ever at the position. And he said this week that he wants to play through 2023, which will give him the longest season or longest career of any tight end for a number of seasons.
3: Hutton, you just had the first WNBA mention in the history of this show. Uh, where are we in the WNBA season right now? I have no idea. Do, are there are games on the no schedule? Clue. Like, is there is there one series? I'm going to guess. I'm that, serious. Like like I, early, let's guess where they are. I don't know no, what time their season takes place. I think, I think place. it starts as It starts NBA after the finals?
1: I, I think it. Kinda of starts late in the end so this. is so like
3: opening night of the no, WNBA. No, no I don't going think for it's.
2: A while. I don't think it's that uh, because I saw I saw promos on ESPN for this um, well, a couple weeks ago. I would say they're like I've in week three. Got myself interested. Now. They're about a month in, if I had to guess. And if not a month in, you guys want to bet? maybe no a month hearing? in by this think? weekend?
3: Month in, we got a month in vote. Where are we on the WNBA schedule right now? What is when is opening day for the WNBA? <laughs> When is their? I honestly do not know. Playoffs, Sunday, July third and fourth. Let's see here. All teams. Uh, there's a bunch of games tonight. This is definitely mid season. Like okay. every team's available.
1: Teams are twelve and five. The Connecticut Sun are leading the Eastern Conference. Well, so they're 12 further in five. than I thought.
3: Yeah. There you go, Chad. So it's like a spring summer league.
1: <laughs> The Las Vegas Aces are 13 We should just two. pick
3: an obscure sport, and I just ask questions about it every day. Uh, I'm looking at the schedule. There's no games in January. I know that. That's just how their schedule is format. You just go month to month and no. see if anything's happening. We are back at it Nothing in February.
2: Primary complaints is on the docket for Wednesday's show. Dan Dockich as well. Hope you'll join us for OutKick 360 across the OutKick Network.
1: Don't block the box. Do lock the locks. And free Brittany Griner.